Well, well, well. Welcome back to the Ultimate Spin Zone Podcast. Or welcome to it if you've never listened to any episodes before. It's been almost a year since I've uh, put out some podcasts, but I think I'm going to start putting out some more. I don't know exactly what's going to be in all these podcasts, but I think that's kind of the fun of it. Just go out there and see what comes of it. Take it on the go, live life on the fly. That's how I roll. But yeah, let's get into it. Good episode. I think it's just going to be me today. A little bit of talking, cracking some jokes. Hopefully you guys enjoy. So here we go. Let's do it. Just so you guys know, this is not like um, a normal podcast where I have someone on and we talk about uh, a negative thing and turn it positive. Um, just, just you know, just thought I'd let you know. It's something different. Just me just talking, you know. Okay, sorry. Sorry about that. Okay. Yep, sorry. Here we go. Yep. Alright, best intro song in the game, no doubt about it. Shout out Levi Lammerjack for that. He's a very talented guy, good friend of mine, or he was, and then he stopped hanging out with me. Uh, But yeah, go check him out on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, welcome back, I'm excited, it's been a while. I think I'll get uh, a little bit uh, into a routine here. Hoping to pump out one or two episodes a week. I'm excited. It's good to be back. I'm glad you're joining me. But let's get right into it. I'm not sure how to say this, but I've had two ex-girlfriends get married within six days of each other. Kind of tough. Not because I'm still in love with them, but because I haven't even had a girlfriend since my last one broke up with me three and a half years ago. So it's just kind of like, just like a little reality check. Kind of makes you think, uh, wow. that's, That's all I can say is wow. But I guess one of them doesn't really count as my sixth grade girlfriend. And, uh... We dated for a little bit, but this is going to sound really bad, but she actually broke both her legs while we were dating. Fell off a horse. And, yeah, every time we hung out, we just kind of sat on the couch, and we didn't see each other a lot. And I just wasn't feeling it after that. <laughs> kind of tough, but she just got married. So she's she's happy. I'm not worried about it now. And yeah, my, uh, I would say the most serious girlfriend I had just got married. 
I mean, some people say I dodged a bullet. I like to say I dodged a nuclear missile. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm happy for her. Good for her. Just crazy. I mean, how many 22-year-olds do you know can say they've had two ex-girlfriends get married? And what's crazy is my uh, third grade girlfriend is actually getting married in the next month. So, tell you what, it's crazy out here. And it's just wild because I haven't dated anyone in three and a half years. And it's funny because in fourth grade, our teacher, Mr. Stalling, was a single guy in his 40s. He, uh, he made us sign these dating contracts, which is kind of messed up uh, based on the fact that we're in fourth grade. And these contracts were, you would like decide how long you would wait until you started dating someone. And you could choose when it was. And I said like, I think I said junior in high school. I wasn't going to date anyone until I was a junior in high school. And like the reason behind it is he just like wanted you to focus on your relationship with God. Work on making friends, having friends being a good friend, enjoying sports, enjoying all your hobbies. And it was like a good idea, but it just kind of messed up. We're in fourth grade and we're signing something that says we won't date anyone. We didn't know we even know what we were doing. And I remember there was this girl who said she wasn't going to date anyone until like seventh grade. And we were all like shaming her and we even like confronted her about it. We're like, this is just not right. It was just bad. We were just kind of brainwashed a little bit. But it's just funny because I dated someone in sixth grade after I signed it in fourth grade. So I went longer. So it's been longer since I've dated somebody when I'm in college than it was when I signed in fourth grade and said I wouldn't date anyone for seven years. <laughs> So it's just kind of reversed there. It's kind of flipped. But no, I'm happy. I'm enjoying life. I'm an independent man. I don't need no woman. You know, it's just how it is. Uh, but also recently, I've just been enjoying that life because I can play in as many leagues as I want at night without getting in trouble for it. I'm playing a football league on Wednesdays, also a softball league on Wednesdays, basketball league, YMCA on Thursday nights. And Thursday night, why, man? It's been a time already, and I'm playing football, softball, and basketball, and those are the highlights of my week. That's when you know you're getting old. That's when you know your, your prime's kind of starting to appear in the rear view mirror and like ah, this might be kind of uh where I start going downhill if you ever did peak this is when you start slowly working your way down and but this time the why has been interesting so far in the first two weeks I've had two altercations after the game the first time I'm not going to explain it all because it's a long story but this guy who was terrible was talking trash Airball the free throw, didn't score a single point all game. So I let him know. I said, hey, man, quit talking, you're trash. And he got in my face a little bit. I got in his face. And then last week, this guy was talking trash all game, almost fought my teammate. And 
after the game were shaking everyone's hands, but he didn't come shake our hands. He just went and grabbed his stuff, was taking off his shoes. So I went over there, had a few words for him. He chucked his ball at me. <laughs> and that's how it's gone so far. But uh, it's been crazy. I'm a competitive guy, so I love it. And uh, the most competitive guy I've ever met, though, by far, Sam McDowell. He was on my JV basketball team at Bethel. And in like a 14-game season, I think he had like six or seven technicals. But every game, he was in someone's face and he was ready to fight somebody. And when I say every game, I mean every game. He almost fought somebody literally every game. And our final game of the season that year, we were playing at Michigan City State Prison, the highest security prison in the state of Indiana. And we go there, and it was intense just to get in there. Uh, We had to send in, like, information about ourselves so they could do background checks before we went. Then we had to leave, like, all our stuff outside in the car except for our shoes and, like, our uniform. Had to go through a bunch of uh, metal detectors, through all these doors that locked and unlocked. And it was straight-up chaos. It was insane. It was, like, what you see in the movies but ten times worse. It was crazy. And we get in there, and we walk in the gym, and it's actually a, a decent gym. It's like, it's not a bad gym at all. And it's almost better than my college gym. <laughs> and we get in there, and we're like, where are we going to change? I was like, I'm not changing in the showers. I know I know what goes on there. So they bring us to this room, we change. And about 10 minutes before the game, they start, they start piling in like 100 inmates. And this team has like 15 guys on a, on their team. And we told Sam before the game, like, hey, like, we know you're a competitive guy. You can get kind of fired up sometimes, but this is not the place to fight somebody. In the highest security prison in Indiana, this is not the place where you want to get in somebody's face. And there's 100 inmates in there, and there's about four security guards. So do some math. I mean, that's one security guard for 25 inmates. And I was nervous. I thought Sam was going to get in a fight. And then this place was going to break into chaos. And they didn't have enough security guards. But it, it was uh, it was interesting because the inmates were having a time, man. This was like uh, a reward for them. They were eating popcorn, drinking pop, watching on the sideline. Uh, it, was, it was kind of fun to see. But during the game, Sam almost gets into a fight like a loose ball, and then he just, like, turns around quick, is ready to fight. We're like, no, 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 no. And he turned away so fast, and he doesn't turn away from anybody. And, uh, yeah, it was funny. It was, a, it was a good time. It was quite the experience. After the game, I had, like, my long blonde hair. If you knew my freshman year of college, I grew it out. And they were calling me Sunshine. And I had to get out of there quick because it was getting weird. But, uh... <laughs> No, the inmates loved it, man. They were great to us, too. They were pretty nice. I mean, they were talking some stuff to us, but having popcorn, living the dream. Probably not the dream, but living the best dream you can in prison, I guess. I also had a season high in points. I think I had like 18, which is good news because 
I know I'm wet in prison. So if I end up in the clink, I'm going to request Michigan City. I'm going to be like, it's my home gym. My jumper is cold in here. Um, but, yeah, if I ever need to, if I ever got to go to the state pen, I'm going straight to Michigan City, join the squad, get my jumper right, man. I couldn't miss. I think I had like I was like four for four from deep in the first half. Anybody else ever notice how if a white girl wakes up before 6 a.m., she has to post it on her Snapchat story? Whether she's catching an early flight to Florida, flight flight vibes, airport vibes, picture the wing of the plane with a nice filter, hashtag Florida bound, or whether they're getting an early morning workout in. I don't know what it is, but if they wake up before 6 a.m., it's got to be on the snap. And it's got to have that timestamp on it, too. It's like 5.56 a.m. Like, I didn't ask for this. But I guess I added you, so I'll have to live with it. Another thing that white girls do, I guess it's not white girls. It's just people in general. It's, well, they used to a lot more back in the day. And when I say back in the day, I mean like five years ago. I'm not that old. And they used to say YOLO. You only live once. And the thing I never understood about it is they'd say YOLO as they jump out of a plane skydiving or as they do something crazy. You're like, why? I don't get it. YOLO, you're going to do something crazy. When I say YOLO, I'm getting into bed at 9 o'clock on a Friday night. About to get my 10 hours of sleep. I pull that blanket over, I turn off the light, I say YOLO. You only live once, you got to take care of yourself. People do the craziest things, the most dangerous things and say YOLO. You only live once, so you're going to put the only life you have in a high case, in a high place of a risk? You see me in the fridge. I'm eyeing up some. Leftover chocolate cake from my cousin's birthday party. But out of the corner of my eye, I see an apple. And I grab that apple, I say YOLO. You only live once. Gotta eat right. Or I'm sitting on my couch. About to watch my 16th episode of Impractical Jokers in a row. I go to grab my phone to scroll through Snapchat for the third time in the last 10 minutes. But I don't. I go outside and I run two miles. I say YOLO. Mental health, take care of yourself. Or you see me at the gym. I just finished my third set. I was planning on doing four. I said, nah. I'm thinking, nah, I got to go. I'm done. I start walking to grab my, my flippy flops, change my shoes. And I think to myself, YOLO, got to get that last set in. Who's going to carry the logs? That's just something we all need to start doing. Let's bring it back. Let's bring YOLO back, but make it a good thing. Make it a way to remind yourself to take care of yourself. And this just might be the inner PE teacher, me talking, but. 
I love it. Another thing that bothers me, though, is you see those signs on the highway that says, like, click it or ticket. That's an ultimatum. It's ridiculous. You do not understand how many times, and anyone who loves me, plug your ears, I've gotten in a car and not worn my seatbelt and not gotten a ticket. So the fact that you say click it or ticket is a lie because you can get in the car and not click it and you cannot get a ticket. The only ultimatums that I respond well to are my mother's or my father's. I would say my ex-girlfriend's, but I didn't respond to the last ultimatum, and that's why she's my ex. I'm just playing. Um, but it's also like drive sober or get pulled over. And in no way, no, don't even take this out of context. In no way am I saying driving drunk's okay. But there's a better way to target the audience. Drive sober or get pulled over. That's the worst thing that can happen if you don't drive sober is you get pulled over. Obviously, a DUI is horrible. Why don't you talk about all the lives that are taken because of drunk drivers? Drive drive sober or or get pulled over. What about the guy who drives drunk and makes it home? What is he going to say to that sign? He's going to say, yeah, BS. Just my thought. Click it or ticket is ridiculous. It's a lie. They're selling us lies. I recently had a friend Snapchat me randomly. I mean, we Snapchat a little bit, but he just sent me a chat and he said, I had a dream that you had two years left to live. I said, happy Thursday to you too, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for reaching out. Nah, I'm just kidding. He, uh, It's crazy to think about. He said, you better enjoy it. I said, I better enjoy it anyways. Hashtag YOLO. The old me would have thought way too much into that dream because I remember growing up. I don't know when, how old I was. Maybe 9 or 10. And my biggest fear growing up was that the world was going to end. And I had a dream when I was like 9. That in like 3 years in the future, the world ended. And I remember for three years, I was terrified. And I just kept counting down the days. I'm like, I got one more year. I thought it was like some sort of prophet or something. <laughs> God specifically told me when the world's going to end through a dream when I was 10. But yeah, I remember being terrified. So if anyone would have told me that when I was 10, that they had a dream that I had two years left to live. That's what I like to call progress right there, guys. In 11 years, I've made some progress in my interpreting of dreams. So shout out me for that. You know, you got you got to you got to shout yourself out sometimes. That's what I'm going to start doing. Usually people on Instagram like, hey, shout out my homie. I'm going to shout out myself. Take a selfie like photo creds me. Shout out. <laughs> shout out myself. Yo, shout out to myself for putting up another fire Instagram post. Shout out yourself. You got to shout out yourself sometimes. I mean, don't be don't be shouting out yourself all the time. 
Because nobody wants to talk to somebody who's been shouting themselves out too much. If you're shouting yourself out too much, you're just talking about yourself too much. Grow up. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. If I hear one more person say my friend group should be on a reality TV show or they should just make a TV show about us, so help me. I've heard so many people say that. And if, you, if, you, if you've ever said that, apologize right now. Because they already have TV shows where people get drunk and do stupid stuff and people watch it. Ever watched MTV? Go give it a watch. That's literally what you want the TV show to be about. Anybody who says, oh, they should make a TV show about us. You guys, the only times you guys get together and hang out, all you do, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but there might be. All you do is get together, do stupid stuff while drinking beer, while drinking liquor. There's nothing different than the friend group Six houses down, who's doing the same thing for the 17th Friday night in a row. You don't deserve a TV show. None of you guys do. You just haven't thought it all the way through. I mean, you think about a TV show. You got to have a main character. You got to have a plot. Nobody lives that interesting of a life. That's why in TV shows, it's, it's, it's made up. It's not real. The dilemmas they face, sure, some of them can be applied, but the amount of dilemmas they face and the amount of episodes translated to real world, do the math, people. It doesn't apply. I mean, you watch an episode of Friends, that's basically a dilemma that is interesting and worthwhile almost every day of your life if you translate it or convert it. Don't translate it, convert it. I, it bothers me. Just not right. Just, you don't belong on a TV show. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Ultimate Spin Zone. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed. If you didn't, that's all right. Feel free to let me know if there's something you want me to talk about, something you want me to address. Uh, I'm open to anything. I think the next episode is going to be more of a, a little comic episode, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, thanks for joining me. Have a great rest of your day, evening, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this. God bless and Godspeed. And while I ponder, we can be